There's a centuries-old legal principle that says what goes on in the jury room stays in the jury room. That is, in federal court in most states, once there's a verdict, judges generally won't listen to evidence that a juror did or said something improper during deliberations. The Supreme Court today carved out an important exception. In a 5-3 decision, the court said judges can consider evidence that a juror made racially biased comments during deliberations. The, the ruling divided the court along ideological lines, with Justice Anthony Kennedy joining the court's four Democratic appointees. With us to talk about the ruling is David Strauss. He's a constitutional law professor at the University of Chicago, and he filed an amicus brief on behalf of the, the criminal defendant in this case, so I suspect he's going to be happy with today's ruling. David, thanks for joining us. Um, tell us just about the case before the court. How did this issue come up? Sure. Uh, the, the case came up because the defendant was accused of various crimes involving improper sexual conduct with some uh, young women, and he was Mexican-American, and he was tried and he was convicted, although he wasn't convicted of the most serious crimes he was charged with. He was convicted with some of the lesser offenses, and there was also reason to think the jury had some trouble reaching the verdict, judging from the communications they had with the judge. Then after the verdict, a couple of jurors said to the defense lawyer, one of the jurors said things that revealed bias against Mexican-Americans. He said, I'm a former law enforcement officer, and I can tell you Mexican-American men just think they can have their way with women. Nine times out of ten, in my experience, this former law enforcement officer said in the jury room, nine times out of ten, in my experience, when a Mexican man is accused of sexual assault, he's guilty, and some other things along those lines. The defense lawyer then went to the judge and said, I have this evidence from two jurors that this one juror who voted on this case was biased against Mexican-Americans, and I'd like to have a hearing to see whether that affected the verdict. And the judge, following the rule that you mentioned, that you can't use a statement made in the jury room to attack a verdict, the judge said, no, I can't allow that. And that was how the issue reached the Supreme Court, whether this statement could be used to try to attack the verdict. Well, and now the court, David, has ruled that, in fact, you can have a hearing to attack the verdict that way. But how big a deal is this as a decision? It really does seem to um, change the rules on how to do an attack on a jury verdict. Uh, it's not clear how big a, a, a deal it'll be, Greg. The one the court was very clear in saying um, you can have a hearing on this issue when you have a clear statement from a juror revealing bias. So if all you have is a bunch of ambiguous comments that may or may not suggest some kind of bias, well, it sounds like that's not going to be enough. It has to be a relatively clear statement. And I don't know how often, I don't know how often that goes on. Of course, you hope it hardly ever goes on. And of course, not every time it goes on will it come to light. So I'm not sure whether this will, it certainly won't be an earthquake in the administration of criminal justice, but I suspect we will see an occasional case in which this makes a difference. David, some of the justices, the three justices who dissented were concerned that this would open the door. And so I wonder what about comments about gender discrimination or religion or sexual orientation? Are those as important to the justices as racial discrimination? Well, that's a very good question. It's a question the justices asked during oral argument. And the answer given by the defendant's lawyer was, 
obviously those things are important too, but race has a special significance in our history, and the racial bias in our criminal justice system has been especially bad evil and one that we've really tried to root out. Now, whether the court will hold the line right there or if a case comes up involving some other kind of bias, I think that's hard to say. I think it would be difficult, for example, if a case like this came up and it was an anti-Muslim statement in a jury room. I think it would be difficult for the court uh, to say, no, no, you can't use that. You could use it if it were about the person's race but not about the person's uh, religion. I think that would be a difficult line for the court to draw, for example. But the court will certainly draw some lines and not allow any talk about anything funny that went on in the jury room to be used as a basis to undermine the verdict. That's that's why these rules are in, in place in the first place. So, you know, jurors sometimes do some pretty funny stuff back there in the jury room, and courts don't want to get into overturning a verdict every time that happens. Yeah, one thing the court did in this case is it distinguished earlier cases, including one where uh, some jurors apparently were uh, using drug, drugs and alcohol uh, before they reached their, their decision. David, I want to ask you, so if, if I understand this ruling, uh, it, the court didn't say there has to be a new trial here, just that the trial judge uh, should, should listen to this evidence. What, if anything, do we know about how the trial judge is going to, what standards are going to apply to whether uh, biased comments in a jury room are so bad that they warrant a new trial? You know, the opinion's a little, to my reading, the opinion's a little unclear on that, and I think one future question will be, the court said we're going to con- con- so trust the discretion of the trial judge. One future question will be just how bad does the evidence have to be before the judge will say, okay, this verdict was tainted, uh, I'm throwing it out. I think a lot of those issues still remain to be decided, or it's possible the Supreme Court and the other courts of appeals, the courts of appeals in the in the federal system and state appellate courts will take the position that, look, a trial judge presided over the trial, has a good sense of the trial, good sense of this jury, will trust his or her discretion to decide what should be done. I want to thank our guest, David Strauss. He is the faculty director of the Supreme Court and Appellate Clinic at the University of Chicago Law School, talking about today's Supreme Court decision involving uh, racially biased statements made in the jury room. Uh, Supreme Court said that judges can uh, can hear evidence about those comments.